Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully you guys out there are having a great day. I know I am. I'm having a pretty energetic, very energetic day. And yeah, I feel like I'm ready to go. You know, I'm ready to go fight some horses or something. You know, you guys get it. You guys understand the energy when it's like 110%. Um, but yeah, I got things to do today. I'm actually leaving the house. And the biggest news today is that it's actually halfway to 50. Today's day 25 um, of 2024. And basically, I've been going every single day since 2024 started on January 1st. And now it's January 25th. So I'm kind of halfway through to 50 or one quarter way to 100, you know. So that's exciting. It's weird being halfway because thinking about day one is almost a month ago. That's odd, right? Day one was a month ago. That's, I can't even think like that. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, really? It's like, that was, it was that long ago. But I, I wouldn't say I feel like I just started. I feel like I'm on week two. You know, I'm actually on week four. So there you go. But in other news, I did some email marketing today, which is new. Uh, there was like a good week of doing this where I'm doing like the podcast where I was talking about email marketing is just my worst nightmare, my worst enemy. And um, honestly, the death of me. That's what email marketing was. <laughs> but um, and if you're new, I'm a 19 year old entrepreneur, basically um, entrepreneur. Uh, I run an e-commerce business that sells beets. I sell beets and not like um, the vegetable beets. I sell beets to rappers, music beets, which is fun. Um, I produce them and then I sell them, you know what I mean? And I'm still in the way beginning phase. I still haven't had a customer yet or a paying customer, not yet. And um, I want to show you guys a little peek of my journey and a peek of the the philosophy that I have at this age compared to what it's going to be like when I get older. So let's hop right in. I want to talk about when I was younger, I experienced this and people talk about like trauma and a lot of things they experienced when they were little kids. But for me, it was actually the opposite. It was praise. That was the enemy for me. Praise people actually praising me really, really, um, really wasn't a, a great thing that happened to me and the way I took it rather than the decisions I made off of the back of that praise were not helpful. So I remember one time I got, um, oh, cause I used to do theater. Basically that's where I got the praise from. One time I got a lot of praise for doing this one role that I thought I was okay. in. I was like, not very good in this role. I used to act in these shows and people would be like, you know, yeah, you, you were awesome. You were so great. And even if I did bad, they would tell me I'm so great. And I started to realize that, or rather the opposite. I didn't realize that. And I just thought I was doing great all the time. And I must've been around 12 years old. So I was like 12 years old thinking I'm literally the best actor maybe to have ever lived. I'm kidding. But yeah, so then I'm, I'm going into it. I'm going into this role and it's my dream role. I was so happy to do it. I was ready to go fired up, some would say. And I mean to do this since I was like 12. I must have been 14 at the time and a couple years ago, right? And I go, I go to the, um, I, I exit the um, backstage after the show, audience bows, whatever. Everyone's like, dude, you did amazing. But I hadn't really given as much effort and gotten more praise because I was playing a bigger part. <clears throat> praise just like ego praise is the mother of ego for me it was it was the mother of ego and it was the it was really the worst the worst of it brings out the worst of, of me and the worst of ego in general 
my egotistical side of me, so to speak. I feel like there's sections to it. There's ego that's almost justified. There's ego in terms of just emotional attachment. And then there's ego where it's like cocky and confident, right? That confident, cocky, like no proof, just cocky for no reason, just because I'm me and I'm born this way, just feels empty. It feels like an empty threat, you know? It's like, what are you doing here? That's what I had to ask myself. I'm like, what are you doing here, man? What's the goal? What am I trying to get at? You know, because a lot of the things that I want to be doing, a lot of the things that I think I should be doing are stem from an ideology, stem from a moment, a decision, a, a dream, maybe a goal, right? When you have ego, it only stems from your insecurity or my insecurity. It's the only place it was really um, coming from, where, where it really, really had its, the tree trunk of roots was dug into my heart. So if anybody would tell me something that, that just pulled the roots out, just pull the tree out of the ground, picture that. That's what it felt like with my heart. I'm just like, oh, it was the worst. Because you're insecure. I'm, I was insecure, you know? And it's not something fun to be insecure. It's not something that's helpful. It's not something that's some something you can live with. There were, maybe you guys can live with it. I, I can't. And I wasn't able to. I, I couldn't live with myself but thinking of myself as someone that's, that's insecure, let alone egotistical, right? I mean, now I feel a little more, a little more justified in my, in my confidence and in my cockiness because I've already done the things that, to prove it. But if I would have never done anything, then yeah, why wouldn't I be insecure saying I'm not that great? You know, you're not that great. You haven't done much. Uh, do something. Have an idea. Act on the idea. You know, the idea of like being better, that wasn't, that hasn't started since like, I don't know when, but like 100 to 300 years tops, right? I mean, for most of humanity must have been, no one was trying to be better. They were just trying to survive. That was the goal was just surviving, you know? And it's like maybe kings and queens are trying to move up and move up in ranks. But when I think about it, I'm like, the whole survival, the whole survival mode kind of disappeared from at least the culture that I'm in. You know, if you're in a less fortunate position, then my bad. I'm not going to try to overgeneralize the whole world. But, but in my position, I see that a lot of people around me are, are people who are, don't have a survival instinct because they don't need one. Like me, right? Like me. I have a camera. I have a light. I have a microphone. There's no survival in any one of those things. You know what I mean? Um, if I didn't have any of these, I'd still survive and still live, you know, obviously. So this kind of like idea of I need to get better, be better, being offensive and being something that's overgeneralizing and something that's too much to handle. For me, I had to switch that up and be like, well, yeah, because I have the opportunity to be better. My ancestors just didn't. They were just trying to survive, just trying to make it, especially my ancestors come from immigrants and out there they're miles years behind right they're so behind in a lot of places where where um, my roots originate so my ancestors originate it's like well yeah i'm gonna try to be better because i can what else what am i gonna do in the meantime just hang out yeah i can 
yeah, it's fine. But that would just make my story so uninteresting, wouldn't it? It would make my journey so uninteresting. You guys wouldn't want to see that. Just a, just a dude like, hey, let's hang out. And maybe you would, but it's, it's something that I think in 10 years I'd look back on and say, well, that was useless. Terrifying. To me, that's terrifying. Looking back and saying that was useless, a waste of time. Because money comes and go, goes, right? It always, especially with the ultra rich. I mean, come on, it's coming, it's going, it's coming, it's going. It's in holdings, it's in a bank, right? It's in gold, whatever it is. It's always comes and goes. Even family sometimes for some people, they come and go. Sometimes. The only thing that really doesn't come and go is time. That's it. You're not like death is just going to come and go. You know what I mean? Like I died, but then I came back to life and I'm I'm all good now. I won't die anymore. It's like, no. Uh, you, you can't really learn from that. You just go. That's it. It doesn't, it just comes to you when you're born and it goes when you die. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. But from my assessment, that it seems right to me. How it's not, it's something so tangible and so real that at the same time as you don't feel like you don't have enough of it. Like I feel like I don't, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough. As you feel like you don't have enough, you also feel like you don't like it's too much. That's how I felt for a lot, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of days that I had where I was like, well, this is too much time here with you guys. I can't keep doing this. You know what I mean? I wish time would go by quicker. But then when it goes by quicker, I'm like, where did it go? I was just 16. I was. Like literally yesterday, it feels like. It feels like I just woke up and I'm 19. I was just this little kid playing with my toys. You know what I mean? Like, how am I, how am I here? And when I look at that, the how am I here, I go, oh, okay, well, you ended up pretty good. Like, how am I here? All right, well, I don't look bad. My skill set's not bad. And in terms of a worldwide perspective, you did very good for yourself because you're not, like, dead. You know what I mean? I didn't break a leg. I didn't, you know, thank God, God forbid, right, that I do anything bad like that. But another topic I wanted to talk about was something that, a lot of humans do, um, which is, I'm like trying not to be blunt about this. Some people call it, uh, uh, making love, but <laughs> that's all I'll say. Now I want to talk about it because I watched the white Lotus season two and the guy who writes the white Lotus, Mike white, he said that season one of the white Lotus, like if you haven't seen it, season one is about money and season two's theme is about like sex. And for me, who's someone that's not really, um, I've only been a sexual person by accident. I'm never really um, on purpose. Well, I wouldn't say never, but I don't usually on purpose try to go out of my way to be a very sexual person because I think of it as something that's, some people would call it a sin. I would call it um, an addiction. Same meaning. I mean, come on. It's pretty close intention. You know, an addiction, an addiction that can get, ramped up. I don't want to add another addiction. You know, I don't want to add another another 
a stress inducer, but that's me. If you do or you don't find it to be like that, then awesome, great, and good for you. I think honestly for most people, and in this case, I'm not most people, I don't think I'm generalizing, just showing you a bit of my perspective of this, where when I, even when I talk to girls a lot, a lot, when I used to, I had a lot of opportunities to, um, to be with some girls that maybe I'd be with till this day. And what did I say before? I said the biggest, my biggest fear is looking back and saying, ah, no, why did I do that? <laughs> hate that. Hate that. I really do garner this true hate from just the pain of regret. And with women, I don't really regret any decision I ever made. A lot of me not doing what I could have done, I think actually saved me a lot. Um, like I said, for most people, this may not be the case. But when I had opportunities and I could have taken it, and I did, it always ended up being something so, so bitter after. I'm just like, yeah, guess I'm awesome. That's it. It's never something that I think I, I feel like I'm on top of the world because I realize I can't always feel like I'm on top of the world because the only way to actually feel like I'm on top of the world is to prove that I am and to prove that I am is going through some pretty bad hell that's actually good for me, right? Some hell that's like working or working out or doing the things I think I should be doing, not just impulses. And impulses, they'll make you feel like you're on top of the world for two seconds and with no proof. Only with mindless fun, if that's even fun. It doesn't, when it ends, it's not fun. When it progresses, it's not fun. When it goes too far, oh God, that's definitely not fun can't be can't be so even if people you know try to convince me or give me advice you know you only live once come on come on i know i only live once that's why i gotta take care of this thing this meat packet i carry around that, that carries around my brain right john mulaney said that where he said um your body's just really um just carrying around your brain i'm botching it but that's basically what he said it's true i gotta take care of this thing you know i don't want to i don't want to obviously no one wants to be in the doctor and the doctor's like hey listen something bad's happened and you're like, god damn it and it was because of you you could have stopped it i mean god nah it was something that was random you know or genetic whatever but it was something i could have stopped i'm 19 now i have all the time in the world quote unquote so why don't i take advantage of that why don't I start now on the on the chance that I actually do make it to 19 if I make it to like 79 and if I'm at 79 going well good thing I did all those things at 18 19 years old you know so I want to tell you a story I'm running a bit late I know but I'm going to tell you a story about about something that I think I think you guys are gonna like this one um I knew this kid, because that's to do what I was saying before. I knew this kid. I met him about a year ago, actually. Um, he was friends with an old friend of mine. And this old friend of mine, we go way back for a 19-year-old. Way back is like five years. But 
<laughs> we go way back. And he was almost, you know, he treated me like a, um, like I was his mentor because he was, he was a lot younger than me, four years, I think, three years younger than me. And he's like my little brother, you know? So he introduced me to this kid that's basically uh, like a year younger than me or something like that, two years, I don't know. And the kid tells me, I, I meet this kid, this kid's wild. I mean, he's saying things I haven't thought of in years. He still has that high school brain, right? And I had already grown up. I had already been done with high school thinking like that in years. And, but I was so intrigued by what this kid was talking about. And so intrigued about having, having a night, having a day, having a weekend be so memorable that it, that it makes my world. You know what I mean? So memorable that it makes my entire neurochemistry alter. <laughs> like, you know? And so I figured I can get it through this friend. And I already knew the dangers of what this can bring. I already knew. This is like a year ago. I'm like 18. I already know what, what this can bring. I'm an adult now. I can't make stupid decisions. So I knew when too far was too far. And I stopped it way before too far. I stopped it before it even started. You know what I mean? But talking to this kid and seeing a glimpse of his world, a glimpse of what I could have been, and a glimpse of what I can be, was terrifying. So much fun, but terrifying. And how can those two things coexist? How can those two things coexist? How can you have something that's so fun and so... Random, right? Random fun. Just not even realizing that time's a factor or that death is a factor. Just waking up, doing crazy stuff and realizing, well, it's nighttime, might as well go to bed. And just crashing, not even going to bed, just crashing. And then getting back up, doing that again and crashing. It sounds... Sounds, like I said, terrifying and so much fun. An interesting thing I've talked about, and now, you know, I see this kid. He hasn't really changed much. You know, he's, he's only been a year. But I had to cut him off a little bit. You know, I, I've talked about this before. I cut people off pretty easy. I cut him off, and I started doing That's when before I was doing like 10 hours a day for, like, I did, like, a crazy spurt. I cut everybody off and stayed in my in my zone. But... I get reminded of this kid a lot because because it's like the movie Dazed and Confused, one of my favorite movies because it's everything I'm not. But God damn it, I would have I would have so been that, you know, in the '70s, just hanging out, smoking weed, talking about Zeppelin. Like, are you kidding me? The new Zeppelin album was coming out. That little freshman kid, if you've seen the movie, you know that little freshman kid that just has a banger of a night, you know, and music, doing things you're not supposed to. It all sounds great. And there's a line in that movie that actually gets me. It gets me like, whoa, that shifted everything. It's a line that's, I don't, I might actually get this quote correct. Let's see. It's, Remind me to kill myself. No, it's... Wait, wait, wait. I got this. If these are the best... 
days of my life remind me to kill myself. It's something like that. The best days are best years. These are the best years of my life remind me to kill myself. And none of the characters really react to that. The kid just says it and whatever. But I was like, 90% chance this is going to be the best year of your life, buddy. 90% chance you're going to get a job at like some 9 to 5. You're not going to make NFL. You're not going to do some crazy stuff. So you're really just going to live life and have kids like a boring person. You'll always remember what you did in high school. I mean, probably. And, or be a junkie. Right, who hasn't accomplished much with no kids. Nothing to look back on and say. No, nobody to move your move and transfer almost your belief systems to no one like I said terrifying and fun no responsibility the blame's on them not me why would the blame be on me he says that a lot in the movie that kid where he talks a lot about the, his authority these teachers which is a bit of a metaphor for the 70s. They didn't like authority in the 70s. And I don't like authority either. I'm my own boss. You know, that's the goal. But I think that having it, like blaming them, blaming the boss, right? Blaming the man just never worked for me. It always brought out this side of me that I didn't want to return to. So, although this isn't, you know, candies and women and all the money right now, this, what I share between you guys, what I share with myself and the reflection that I have when I do cold outreach and the ignorance and not really ignorance, but the pain and irritation that I get during while I make beats is not even close to a to a better alternative than terrifying fun so on that note I'll speak to you guys later hopefully tomorrow I can get a podcast out I don't know if I will though I'll try and as always I'll see you next time peace